0: You're now listening to Empty Opinions with Eladio Polanco. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 52 of the Empty Opinions podcast. This episode is titled With the Accent. Uh, as you listen to the episode, you'll know why it's titled that. But i will got to be honest with you guys. It took me a good like 10, 15 minutes to come up with the title for this episode. I don't know why it was so hard. Um, maybe it's because of the fucking dumb and self-imposed rule that every title has to be three words. I don't know. I'm OCD like that. And sometimes it makes it fucking difficult to, <laughs> to come up with a good and catchy title. I think this one's catchy, but it's not as like over, it doesn't really, it's like a throwaway thing I said in the beginning, you know what I mean? So, and I thought it was kind of catchy. It was like, that could be the title, but you know what the actual episode is about, like all the topics that we touch on. Um, aren't really, (laughs) don't really encompass what the title says. So we really talk about throughout this whole thing, it's pretty much just, you know, we talk about our guest and her musical uh, career or, you know, her musical ambitions. We talk about uh, mental health, what is bipolar, what is being bipolar. I open up and she opens up about our, what I feel like our mental health issues, which is a trending topic right now on the internet. Um, we also talk about being Hispanic and just not understanding white people. So very interesting episode <laughs> in this one. Uh but yeah, our, my guest that I had in this episode, her name is Nicole Matos Perez. Uh she is somebody I met in one of our classes in the last semester that I was in. Uh and we've we pretty much, yeah, just became friends after that class. We would talk every class and we talked, you know, outside of that class you know, we're pretty cool with each other. Um, but a fun fact about this episode and this is going to be interesting. if she listens to this cause this is going to be the first time she knows this. And you know, if this kind of topic would have come up during the episode, I surely would have brought it up, but she, you know, uh, this is for anybody who who's in college or just any class and you're seeing everybody who's there for a second, at least as a guy, there's always one or two, you know, girls that you see in the class that catch your eye. Or it's just like, I guess it's just how a guy's minds work. But it's just like, that girl right there, she's the prettiest. I like her. That would be great if I could talk to her. She's one of those people I should probably talk to because I think she's very pretty. There's always one of those in every single, not even class, just any environment, I feel like, for a guy, we're always kind of scoping the girl that we find attractive and for this class where we met, she was actually one of those people. And she sat next to me, uh, or I think I sat next to her, actually. I don't remember how how it, how it happened. But it was one of those things where, like, I, you know, during that semester, I was just kind of saying, look, for this you, for you, this semester, you're going to talk to the girls that you actually find attractive. Like, I was forcing myself to initiate conversations because for some reason, I'm a pretty shy person or just kind of scared of rejection. So I usually don't do it. And then I regret it kick myself for not doing it. But, you know, so, so, you know, surprisingly enough, somehow we did end up talking and you know, now we're pretty cool with each other. So that was, that's just a fun fact for all of you listening. So you guys know, uh, this doesn't come up once during the episode, but you know, I just wanted to let you guys know this fun fact. Uh, and like I said, like I alluded to before, she's also a singer her stage name is Nico with two eyes, uh, and you know she hasn't put out a project yet, but she's gearing up to. She's been making music for about three years now, so you know when her first official single or album or project comes out is gonna be good because she's been doing it for a little bit now. You know trial and error uh, in private, which is we talk about that too, which is kind of cool. But um, you can follow all her social media in the description below in the, the description of this episode. Also make sure you follow all my social media shit. Uh, make sure you follow me on Twitter as always, you know, Twitter, I just, you know, promote anything that I'm posting on YouTube. Um, any, any, any sort of content I link directly there. Uh, also, you know, retweet to dumb shit I see and point it out. So I think that's kind of fun. So make sure you follow me there. Uh, and by the way, every single thing that I'm mentioning right here is all in the description. So I'm not about to mention, oh, go to the description because I feel like every time doing one of these intros, I'll say like 10 times. I'm not going to do that. Just, you know, it's in the description. Look at it. You'll see the link. Uh, also, my Instagram, you know, uh, ain't not much in terms of the pictures, but I'm always posting to my story, everything going on with the podcast. Uh, so you can go follow me there as well. I, w- I think that would be cool. That would be really cool. Also, follow my YouTube channel. Subscribe to my YouTube channel. My YouTube channel right now, you know, when I started the year, I had a goal. I was going to make a lot of content, you know, like trailer reactions, album reactions, movie reviews, shit like that. But, you know, I feel like I got put off of reactions literally because I saw like people. Because put... the thing about trailer reactions or any kind of reactions on YouTube is it by default, if you want viewers, you have to be disingenuous. You have to react loudly and you have to be disingenuous. You have to fucking yell and scream when something happens. And I don't know if my personality is necessarily like that. So I'm in the the way I've noticed that is when people are reacting to the uh, uh, Eminem album. People are going, were fake reacting and going nuts and doing this shit and that shit. And just like people's thumbnails and the, the, script, the, the way they're titling all that shit. It just seemed very fake to me. And it kind of put me off a of reaction. So now I don't even know what kind of fucking content I'm going to do with my YouTube channel. I understand I'm not really selling you to go subscribe to it. But go subscribe because now, okay, yeah, that's the point I'm trying to make. I'm going to make more quality content, you know. And I'm not saying reaction videos can be quality. But, you know, I'm going to make quality content. You know what I mean? Uh, quality videos that I think that I'll put some effort in and that I'll be proud of instead of just, you know a trailer reaction that I do a one take on. So those kind of videos are going to be coming soon. So make sure you subscribe to my YouTube channel for that. Also follow my Letterboxd account. If you don't know, Letterboxd is like a social media for movie fans. I have one because I am a movie fan, as you may have (laughs) guessed. Uh, And I post a lot of my movie reviews there, movie thoughts. Not necessarily perfectly crafted movie reviews, but definitely movie thoughts. So you can go there and check out my thoughts on the the recent movies I'm I've been watching. Um, and that's all for my social media. Now turning to the podcast social media. Make sure you po- make sure you follow the podcast Instagram. There I post couple of clips every day so you get a sense of what the podcast is. for each new episode, it's like two clips a day around during the week. It depends on how many clips I come out of. You know, how many clips I get out of the episode. But just so you know, there's always constant clips being uploaded. So, you know, that's one thing I'm trying to do. Stay constant with the co- the, the 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 content that I'm putting out. So you follow the podcast Instagram and I'm sure you would not regret it. It's some, I think it's some good content in there. Better than most other podcast Instagrams that I see. They don't post any fucking thing, any clips from the thing. Or if they do, it's not video. So the fuck is going to listen to a podcast clip on Instagram and it doesn't make any sense. Or they're just supposed just post pictures of themselves. I don't know. I feel like my Instagram, I feel like I'm doing my podcast Instagram very well. So make sure you check that out. Also follow the podcast YouTube channel because I am uploading full videos of the podcast because I know some people don't even listen. And I'm even doing, you know, slightly longer clips on the YouTube channel because I know even then, that's the thing with this podcast, man. Like I've realized that some people don't even listen to podcasts the people that know me and would even support me. And if they do, they would watch a video. So that's why I started the video. And even if they do, they wouldn't watch an hour long video. So now I'm putting out shorter clips in there. Uh, so make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel for that. And also make sure you subscribe or follow the podcast, Spotify playlist called the aux where I put all the outro songs that have been on this episode or this podcast in general. You know, some songs are good, some are not good. The ones that are not good are probably coming from the guest. Not judging the guests, you know, sense of music, but just saying uh the songs that I put that I choose to end each episode are good. That's all I'm saying. Uh and that's all with plugs and now I wanna talk about a couple of things before we get into the episode proper. Um something I realized recently that happened to me, I was talking to this girl, right, and this girl kinda joking around like pulled that one of my insecurities. I'm not going to reveal exactly what, because it is an insecurity after all. Uh, I would talk about it, but I don't know. Like I've noticed that I'm getting way too personal with the podcast, which is what I want. Right. And I feel like not even many people are listening to this intro. So it's not like it's going out for everybody, but it's still, I feel like I got to hold back a little bit. You know what I mean? I can still talk about my issues, but not be so blatant. <laughs> That's what I've noticed. But regardless, I noticed the other day there was this girl I was talking to and she was kind of like being like a little bit of a fucking bitch. You know what I mean? <laughs> Excuse my language. Uh, the word bitch, not the, f- not the word fucking. Um, but, yeah, she was being a little bit of a, of a, of a you know, asshole, let's say. Let's keep it gender neutral. And she was pulling out one of my insecurities and I kind of just like started thinking really deep about it. And it was like kind of bothering me a little bit, but I, I didn't understand why. Or like, I felt like there was something there that I could dig into. Uh, and then she was just like, no, you're trying to, you're, you're digging way too deep into this. I was just being an asshole. And that was that. And I was like, yeah, that is what was happening. It wasn't nothing really that deep to it. Uh, this, you know, it was just the fact that she was pulling at an insecurity. And when you, you know, have insecurities that can lead to innocent comments being taken personally, like as attacks." Like, somebody's attacking you, so you feel, like, some anger. Especially when it has to do directly with your manhood, which is what she was talking about. That shit was, like, getting me. It was, like, my fucking Hispanic pride and ego, my fucking toxic masculine ego was just getting riled up, man. It really was. And I noticed, I realized that, yeah, that's what, (laughs) that's what it was. It's just that it was an insecurity for me. And I feel like that's a fact with a lot of people. But that's just something I wanted to share that, like... I need to realize certain things when I'm overthinking, they're really not that bad. It's really just the fact that it's an insecurity that leads me to think it's that bad. When in reality, the person that probably said something didn't really even mean it that way. You know what I mean? They were just fucking around. It wasn't like something they had thought about for a while or like any hidden intentions behind that one comment. It's really just very surface, you know, I'm just messing with you. That's something that I'm starting to realize or want to keep realizing when people say certain shit you know and it's not even about my height like my height i think that one i've gotten used to at this point but there's other stuff that digs deeper for me that when somebody brings it up it kind of really you know it gets me it's like a good fucking hook or uppercut uh to my self you know to my self esteem uh but the other thing and the last thing i want to talk about right before i get into the fucking episode let's get right into this shit after this um Something I've noticed, like I, last episode, I was talking about the fact that, like, you know, I met this girl, right, and things were looking good, and literally, like, a day later, shit just went to shit, and that's just kind of those, one of those things that I've noticed that keeps like happening in my life. Whenever good things happen, whenever good things happen, at least romantically. Like literally the next day they go bad. It's like, it's like a, almost a joke. It's like the universe or God or whoever is playing a fucking joke on me that whenever I feel like, okay, this looks like it's leading somewhere. She he fucking, whoever he or she, you know, cause God may be a woman yanks that shit out from, from me. It's like, nope. You thought it's is funny at this point. Cause it keeps happening. Like in the past couple of months, it's happened twice now, like very explicitly the next day. It goes awry somehow. Um, and I guess, you know, the lesson from that is just don't get, well, I don't know. I think the lesson from that is that don't count your fucking eggs before it's in a basket or whatever the fucking phrase is. Just, you know, just know that shit, it could go bad. You know what I mean? Like, don't get too cocky, you know, cause that dude definitely jump ahead of me or like assume certain things, but it's just like, no, you can't do that. It's kind of like just chill And just see where it goes until it is where you want it to be. But don't assume it's going to get there just because of the way it looks at first. Because perceptions can be deceiving. Uh, Okay, that's all I really wanted to talk about before we get into this episode. I think this was a pretty good one, a pretty personal one, honestly. Like, I got pretty personal with some of my anxiety issues or whatever the fuck I have. I don't know what it is. I'll talk about it in the episode. Um, Yeah, so without further ado, without further ado, let's just jump straight into. Episode 54 with the accent.
1: Damn, Jacob, you shit crap.
0: All right. Do, do you know how these episodes start? Oh, you don't? Oh, that's great. I've just been
2: watching your shorts.
0: No, no, it's great. Because we, um, you have to do a little freestyle in the beginning every episode. <laughs> All right, well, but wait. Before you do your freestyle, your your fire freestyle, um, the title of this beat is called Free Tory Lane's X Ryan Trey. RB guitar type B, 2019, My Heart, produced by Miles Jacob. All right, let's, sit. Damn, <laughs> let's, let's Nico, it. Nico, let's hear your your fire freestyle. Actually, no, I have to <laughs> I have to go first to make the guests more comfortable. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, let's see. I don't even know what kind of freestyle I can do on this.
2: I'm terrible at freestyles. Like,
0: I'm, I'm terrible. I'm, I don't even know why I do this. I'm horrible at it. But
2: oh, that's good to hear.
0: Uh, uh, <laughs> And like i think i'm kind of good at melodies but i can't sing and that's a problem this kind of beat makes me want to do some like melody <laughs> but i'm not gonna do that that's crazy all right yeah give me a word
1: Damn, uh
2: cafeteria
0: cafeteria yeah i saw her at the cafeteria yeah okay i knew she would be my criteria yeah. Oh. Wow. That she would be my That she will be my girl. Yeah. Ain't nobody else in this world that's compatible Damn, as I Jacob, am with her. All right. Give me another word. Another word. And then it's back to you. So. Come on. Do
2: I have to sing it or do I have to word? You can to rap s- it, sing it, it, do whatever you want.
0: Okay. Give me a give me a word.
2: Um, letter.
0: I put both of our letters on the tree because, you know, this is a forever thing. Uh, uh, I didn't like that flow. I didn't like it. I didn't like that flow. I was like, I thought it was sounding kind of good in my head. I uh, fucking said it. And that was all. It wasn't bad. Me. Mine's like going to be it.
2: trash
1: right,
0: got uh, 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 okay. uh, guitar.
2: Playing my guitar in the bedroom. Feeling like swifty Oh, shit. Okay. I don't really know what I'm saying, because... Nah,
0: that sounds good. No. Oh. Nah, you was harmonizing <laughs> on that shit. You sounded good. Damn, the beat is done. I'm mad <laughs> the beat is done. But that that was good. That was good. The beat saved thank me. Thank you. But that- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I was like, what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that, that, that actually sounded better than 98% of the freestyles that I've heard on this thing so
2: that's really encouraging yeah
0: it's uh, most most people are really bad at it I don't even know. I just do it mainly to make fun of them because they're so bad but also to make fun of myself it's to to make things light a little bit you know what it, I mean it is. Not, and it is a little nerve-wracking but that's how that's why I do it and it's to create like some sense of like comfort you know what I mean or like to loosen up a little bit that's what I like to do Sometimes he does the opposite. I feel like you're more nervous now than you were before we started. But
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, because I um, when I go to studios, they always have me freestyle, and I do get mad oh, really nervous. Yeah, I
0: like, right, right. Like the singing freestyle, like kind of like go on runs or whatever. Yeah, just it's, do something. Yeah, is that how you find your melody normally?
2: You that's the only way you can do it. Like. Uh, uh, how how do you plan other than freestyle? Uh, you have to start freestyling, and then right. you can plan once you have some ideas out, and then you can start to build your song.
0: Right. Yeah. Oh. Okay. That's that's a great place to start. This, by the way, Nico. What's your last name?
2: Uh, Matos Perez. But Nico, uh, you can N- just call no, me you gotta Nico. Say, no,
0: you gotta say it with the accent. Don't say it no fucking American. Way. <laughs> you gotta say it with the accent.
2: Matos. Perez.
0: Ahí, eso es. <laughs> um, <hate> yeah. <laughs> Why? What did I do? Did you better I... <laughs> say
2: your full name right now. Miles?
0: Yeah. Eladio Polanco. No, I to say my middle name too. Eladio Rafael Polanco Ramírez. Yeah. Come on, what you talking about? Yeah, come on. They know my name. They know who I am. But um, no, that's a great place to start, though, because I want I want to ask you, as a you're right. You're, you're, would you consider yourself a songwriter too? Absolutely. Yeah. So, how do you get started with the process of making a song?
2: Literally, what we were doing is so just
0: play like an instrumental and then find it along the way.
2: So, I, um, I tend not to make my music with instrumentals. I try to just literally start creating melodies in my head and be saying things out loud. Right. But, uh, when I'm with other people and they do have instrumentals or they have beats that they want to use, yeah, I'll just start singing and I'll start writing maybe.
0: Yeah. Do you ever, like, have a melody in your head that you usually write down or, like, how do you keep a track of a melody? Because it's like, when you have a melody, if you write it down, you're going to write down maybe the words, but not necessarily what the melody is. Yeah. So how do you remember the melodies of, like, you wake up all of a sudden it's like, Oh, this is a pretty good melody. What do you do?
2: Voice recordings are your good. best friend. Okay,
0: that's that makes sense. That's, some people yeah.
2: are able to remember their melodies, like just by writing down the words. But I have terrible memory, probably because I smoke weed.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. <So>. <laughs> sure. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. I always, I mean, that makes sense. That, but yeah, there are some artists that can really, like, I was watching. Do you know Black? Yeah. I was watching an interview with him that apparently, like most of the stuff that he does, he he nothing that he does is written down because he says he finds it better yeah. for the songs. Like if he writes it down, he kind of forgets what the song is, so he kind of has to do it like off the top. You know what I mean?
2: My friend Eno, who's in at Eno No Zero, I'm not saying it right No Zero on Instagram. He does it the same way. He just does it like off of his head and and it is perfect like it sounds like yeah yeah. he's been working years on it yeah (laughs)
0: yeah that's crazy okay what made you want to be an artist that's, um, a, that's a that's a very typical question but uh, you know I just have to ask it. We're going to start off this th- this episode with the basic questions. Do Hopefully it. it leads to the more interesting conversation cuz I don't want to be no fucking boring NPR <laughs> interview like how did you get start how did you get started with your I your mean songs?
2: this is my second um podcast podcast so it's good to just just do that basic experience. Yeah,
0: that's yeah. True. that's true. That's true. But you're going to get plenty of those basic interviews so I don't want to be one of those. Don't worry, that's gonna you're, you're gonna be tired of them uh, at a certain though. point. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Um, so I uh, couldn't do anything else. Like, I just was always singing when I was younger, and even when I was doing my homework during elementary and middle school, like I'd be listening to music all the time, and it would distract me. And um, and then at some point, I thought that uh, becoming an artist was unrealistic. And I began to focus myself on learning business and marketing. And, um, I'm also, uh, bipolar,
0: right?
2: So a lot of people that are, I feel like have mental health illness. If you aren't true to your soul, your mental health, like goes goes everywhere. Like, so you're a little more sensitive to everything around you and me not being, true to myself and being like yeah i want to make music it might seem unrealistic but i should do it right was literally making me depressed so when i got to yeah so when i got to um college i was just singing to myself and someone was like oh hey you have a good voice like you want to come to the studio and i was like
0: what wait this was in high school
2: this was uh, my freshman year in college. Freshman in,
0: year of college. Somebody heard you singing. Just You were just singing. In my dorm. Oh, okay
2: all right up in rochester New yo York. that's the thing
0: about college though that's the thing about college shit like that can just happen they yeah, could just be great. like somebody a dorm mate or somebody who's like yo oh you can sing let's go to a studio and then that can fucking start your whole career almost it's it, weird it
2: did it literally yeah. did isn't yeah. that
0: weird that's like that's how college works it's like it's so free in that sense when you're like especially living on campus just like how shit can just happen. It's like you can just be somewhere, then a group of people just come and then you, you're, on, you know, you live on campus. It's like you live right there. So it's like, all right, I can do that. You know what I mean?
2: It's that's exact. And then he took me to the studio, and then I just was like, oh, it's not that hard to go to a studio. You just have right. to pay money, or you yeah, have yeah, to yeah. know people. And and I continued to write music and Interesting. keep doing my thing. So it really just came back to me like I didn't um, think this would be my career and it definitely is shaping to be that Mm -hmm. way
0: okay so you're getting you're starting to see it more like fully realized than it was before like before it was kind of just like I want to be a singer but I don't even know where to start now you like have know the people for the studio time you know like people who know people that might be looking into artists and shit like that. That's the best. That's how you that that. Yeah.
2: Organically coming to be like is, uh, and also, I mean, I definitely had to, at some point it was, um, when I first moved to temple, when I transferred, I was just like in such a bad mental space that at Mm. some point I was like, you know what? Um, I'm going to write an album about this. And, and that's when I started forcing, movement to happen right and and that's i've seen a lot of momentum because like wow just trying
0: interesting so that's what let's say your your project whenever it comes out that's what it would be about or was that just the first project that you kind of did to get your creative flu i don't know what the fuck i just trying to say <laughs> creative juices flowing to too. see no, so that has month. to be all see, the that's time. What, that, see, I don't <laughs> like I don't like when I feel like I'm doing a formal interview, dog. Okay? I, I get annoyed <laughs> in myself. Don't feel like it. Um, but no, so that's what got your creative juices flowing. Yeah. Right. So, but now, let's say your next project. What is it? What is? What do you think that's going to be about? Your next project.
2: See, um, so from that moment to now, that has been about two or two and a half years three years maybe i'm not entirely sure mm-hmm. that was like the end of my first semester as a sophomore and now i'm a senior um graduating but um that what was the question? Just um. <laughs> The
0: question the, the question was, what, would my... what is your next project do you think is going to be about?
2: So I never released any music. I still haven't released right. any music. I've been hopping in studios and um, literally just having a lot of time to work on my artistry and how I, I make a song.
0: Yeah. By the way, that's actually not to interrupt you, but that's very smart to like because, you know, a lot of people. I, a lot of people want to start like let's say if they start making music they want to put it out there really quickly but i yeah. don't think that really helps anybody because no. obviously your first song or your first couple Sucks. of songs are not going to be good <laughs> exactly <laughs> so it's going to take a little time of you actually doing something of like doing the songs or like getting in studios yeah. for it to actually get good so then if let's say you do that for a while for like two or three years so that you've been saying you've been done doing it now when you put out your first official song it's actually going to sound good yeah. Because you went through that phase of making things awareness good, just trying to figure it out. So that's very smart. But yeah, that you were saying, um, it that's what you've just been j- jumping around from studio to studio. It takes a
2: lot of hours to like yes. uh, work on. Uh, that's why a lot of singers are just singers and not songwriters, because right. songwriting is um, such an introspective moment. And you feel like when you start singing those things out loud and um, you're kind of saying it to people, right. uh, you get like it's uh, like in your it's head. So personal, and and right. then it's like that. And I understand why singers have people write something for them, because it's, it's way easier to sing a cover of a song because right. that's basically oh, yeah, something for that's sure. written You know already and you just have to follow along but to like write your own stuff and then sing it it's like oh my god like Mm -hmm. i'm going through a full moment right here (laughs) right right (laughs) yeah
0: yeah so that's happened to you where you like performed a song and or you're like kind of showing a song to somebody and it's, it's a very personal song, and you're like actually feeling those emotions when you're singing the song or performing it.
2: Uh, I, um, I'm super emotional. Yeah. So okay. especially like I told you, like I'm bipolar, so right. like my emotionalness is too much. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. I I feel emotions really strong every day, and it could help me sometimes, and it, and it doesn't help me sometimes. Okay. Because I'll be too attached to something, right. and and um. I, I try to take critique well mm. um, and I've been way better at it. Uh, but sometimes like when someone critiques what you've written and sung, you're like,
0: ah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I understand. Especially since like you said, it's songwriting can be so personal. It's almost like it, you, it's hard to differentiate it between critique and like personal attacks when it's something so personal. But uh, you, you, you mentioned the, the bipolar thing, I've always wondered about this. Mm-hmm. Um, not about what I'm about to ask. This is kind of a joke question, but I'm going to get <laughs> serious in a ask moment. Anything. But did you like the uh, the Kanye West album, I Hate Being Bipolar? It's awesome.
2: <laughs> so I didn't really listen to it that much. <laughs> I thought listen? the cover was cool, that cover though. cover was
0: funny as shit. It was That's funny. so funny. It's like, I hate being bipolar. It's awesome. I, I don't know. For some reason, I, can I just relate. thought... <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I was like, oh, <laughs> okay. maybe, maybe that was her favorite Kanye West album. But no. No, the thing about... So is that then the thing about being bipolar just... Feeling emotions really, like really strongly, or what exactly? What I mean, obviously, bipolar. You know, I, I feel like everybody knows the basic definition of bipolar. It's just like, oh, you will feel good one second, then you feel bad the next second. But it's like, what? It, there must be more to that than just that. You know what I mean?
2: Um, I think like mental health illnesses are kind of weird because they can definitely just be. Uh, they're obviously in your head, right. but you can work to improve them. And I think that's something that a lot of people don't talk about. But um, what is me- what is bipolar? Bipolar is uh, you fluctuate through emotions without like something particularly happening to you or something happens to you and uh you feel it stronger and you let it linger longer than most people would so it's not like it, it's hard to describe like give me a
0: situation can you give me no nah, it doesn't have to be some some crazy situation but do you have like a an experience where it's been like that that you can remember yes it don't it, again. It doesn't have to be crazy personal. Just like a simple. I know, like, I'm trying
2: to think of one right now. Okay. Um. Uh. Okay. This didn't happen to me, but this happened to my friend who also has the same issues as okay. me. Okay. Um, her birthday was coming up, and um, she wanted it to go picture perfect. Hmm. And this could be not mental health illness related, and this could be totally her mental health. I'm not sure, but
0: yeah, let's let's hear it.
2: Um, and it didn't go as planned, and um, she like the upsetness she had lingered for like two weeks, instead of it being okay, like a day or an hour,
0: two days at most. Yeah, okay.
2: And that's kind of like, to me,
0: I think, yeah, two weeks is probably up there for sure. And
2: that's like and that's what kind of is bipolar sometimes, because like I'll feel depressed maybe because something happened to me and I'll let that feeling linger for weeks. Or if I'm the other side of like, um, I don't get manic, I get hypomanic. That means you are really happy you feel on top of the world you're mm. taking on projects you're spending okay. money you oh, might okay. act a bit irrational yeah. <laughs> right okay and Yeah, yeah, and yeah. that for some people that would be like a night out <laughs> right but sure. for me it would last like a couple days or a week right okay and and that's like mental illness isn't like being crazy it's letting stuff happen to you longer than mm. most people, right? Like it's an exaggerated amount of time.
0: Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah,
2: I hope it does. I'm, no, I'm no, not it explaining makes sense. It, it makes sense. I, I
0: think I think it makes sense. Um, yeah, and it's good for people to understand that because I, I, you know, I bet you a lot of people just have, like I said, this very basic and comical thing of bipolar. I was like. And I feel like women get a, accused of that a lot, even if they don't have it, just because, like, whenever something bad happens, they might, like, overreact. Like, let's say they find a the guy cheating, and then they go and break slash the guy's tired. I, I don't know if that's <laughs> that necessarily... Crazy <laughs> it's crazy, but I, it's, when, you, <laughs> See, when you say that's bipolar, or what do you, you say? or oh, that's just crazy. I don't know. Is that crazy? Because it's like... No, if you think about it, do you really think that's that crazy? Because it really depends on how how sacred not cheating is to somebody. So you got to consider how they take in certain things. So like if they find a guy cheating and that's like, let's say for their entire life, that's a one thing they've never wanted to happen to their relationship. And it happens. The level of hurt. I think it's understandable that they will slash a tire. Shit, that's better than stabbing the guy. Yeah. I know that happens a lot, especially with Dominican women. <laughs> Shit, and Dominican women, they they will like cut, they, they will cut you just to play Hispanic around. Hispanic women. just like yeah, well, mainly Dominican. I'm saying Dominican. I don't know other Hispanic. I'm talking about Dominican because I'm Dominican. You know what I mean? I got, I know, I know about, <laughs> I know about our women, but it's like they would just like try to cut you, just like just to cut I'm you. It's, yeah, they say they it, but say they mean stuff, it. They I'm like... They mean it. Okay. Whenever they say... I never... I, I didn't know that they meant it. They mean that shit. They will do it. Just like even like a little bit... Maybe not like a full fucking knife to your to your side or something, but they will like poke <laughs> it a little bit. Have no, you No, 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 <laughs> no, no. no, no. I haven't experienced. I haven't experienced someone fucking stabbing me. Just, if that ever happened to me, just know I probably wouldn't yeah. be talking to the person <laughs> like, ever again because I will run away if somebody like even like poked me a little bit. But I know that happens
2: but to go back to your like when people say the word bipolar use it on someone um i could also i also didn't mention when i was explaining bipolar maybe it's like also a, it's an over extent like an over exaggerated amount of time that you're feeling something and, and it could be also an overreaction of feeling like it's mm. you feel something so fast but cuz everyone goes through like hundreds of emotions a day right um and you could let it be like this or you could feel them and just ride the wave and sometimes when you're bipolar you're you're feeling right. them very strong and you're not able to deal with the amount of or the array of emotion um and and you get stuck in one
0: right so, okay so uh,
2: do you remember the uh Disney movie that I'm forgetting
0: the name of. What is it about?
2: That was like about the emotions in your head. Oh, inside
0: out, yeah. Yeah. Do I remember? Yeah, I watched the movie. I yeah, mean yeah, they yeah.
2: had those little orbs that were all different emotions right. in that day. But yeah, yeah, yeah. When she was depressed in a depressed moment, she was just having the same color orb.
0: Right. So that's replaying em- in their head. That was the only thing they were thinking of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. But so then, when you let's say have a, a condition like this, how do you even go around trying to stay rational? Because it's like literally an imbalance in your in, in your brain. So like, how do you go about like realizing or stopping yourself from letting your emotions, you know, run wild?
2: So I'm not a doctor, but <laughs> I'm not sure when, and I'm also not a big fan of big pharma because I'm a hippie. Oh, so, you are a hippie yeah, oh, I, didn't uh, yeah I didn't
0: know i didn't know that's what this title is gonna be that's what this episode <laughs> is gonna be called i have a hippie <laughs> Ep- a hippie a on the episode one. yeah 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 we have we got a hippie but uh, that's I funny
2: i don't uh i don't believe everything that uh and also let me say this both of my parents are scientists so i shouldn't Whoa. be a hippie i should be rary by the book <laughs> no, but that's I,
0: usually what happens <laughs> i mean that's usually what happens when you have like I mean, kids just rebel sometimes. It's like, you know... You y- just if aren't. Your parents your are parents scientists. Are. Your kid might turn out to be completely Pascha's different than you. Pastor's daughter
2: like, could be a hoe.
0: Exactly. Oh, that happens <laughs> a lot. I mean, isn't that a whole show on the TLC channel? The pastor's <laughs> daughter or something. I have no idea. The preacher's daughter. That's a whole show. I <laughs> that is a show is on a TLC. Show. Yo, they have some wild shows. But yeah, uh, you, uh, you were saying. I don't know what it was like. You were talking <laughs> about your parents are scientists and you're a oh. hippie and the, the, how to control your emotions, thing like uh,
2: that. So, big pharma when they talk about bipolar or they talk about any other um mental health and is they're saying that it's a chemical imbalance in your head i'm not sure if it's a chemical imbalance in my head Mm. i'm not sure if it's because of my environment that i grew up that i just started being like that my grandpa is bipolar because of uh all the different things he had to and it could be a chemical imbalance but he had a really hard life so he right. was just like losing his mind kind of and not mm-hmm. knowing how to deal with stuff and i don't believe in um treating my bipolarness with medicine i do it totally naturally and <laughs> with uh yeah self-discipline and um, Got it. Oh, knowing yeah, you're definitely how to
0: a hippie yeah for sure <laughs> no, and, no no no, no and i don't and, even mean that in a bad way i know actually, i know i don't think yeah so. yeah yeah that's that's interesting that yeah so you think you can control that just by pure will
2: yeah it's taking control of your mind like you can control right. your mind in other ways and um why couldn't i do that with my mental health illness if my mind's like freaking out i should be able to figure out how to calm it down Without having to take an anti-anxiety pill that has a million other side effects. Right. Because, you know, at some point they always recall the drug. And who mm. knows what that did to your body at some point. Right. And I'd rather, like, smoke weed or whatever <laughs> right. and just chill out. Like, because it's, at least I can grow that shit. and Right. No, it's. I don't know exactly what it's doing to my body, For but
0: sure. <laughs> yeah. it's still a plan. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, versus like whatever the fuck those chemicals have, the the pharmaceutical chemicals have. Yeah, I've, i I. You know what's funny? It's funny that this conversation just kind of happened because I have recently been realizing about myself that I am a little off. I don't know how I have. I haven't. Di- I haven't been to the doctor to get diagnosed or any of that shit. But I do feel like I'm a little off when it comes to certain things like. I mean, just recently, there was a thing like, let's say I want to talk to somebody, right? And I, for some reason, can't get in touch with that person. Let's say over text or whatever. And I have no idea why. Like, my mind runs wild. Like, I can't even, it happened to me where, like, this is just crazy. I remember. But, like, literally, I I was talking to this girl, right? Like, texting back and forth. We were texting back and forth pretty heavily for, like, a week like Monday through Friday, let's say. And then all of a sudden from Friday to Monday, she just stopped texting back. That fucked me up. I don't even know why. I don't know what the fuck that is. But like literally came to a point where like I couldn't, I almost couldn't even sleep at a certain point. I was like, what the fuck is happening? She was just texting me back and forth for a foot like fast. And then all of a sudden she's just not responding. What the fuck is going on? Yeah, it's like my mind runs wild, and I don't know what the fuck that is. I don't know if that's Bible, there's anxiety. I don't know. It's something. I know it's something. And, and oh, also, another another reason why I, why I think there's something off, and I think this is a better example. Um, the other day, I had a feeling. This is going to sound fucked up, so get prepared. No, you're fine. Not, this you? is going to sound fucked up. This but is good it, conversation. <laughs> it is, it is. But just be prepared. This is how f- weird my mind is. Like I going to get weird today, guys. No, it's not going to be. Too, it's not too weird. It's just like. <laughs> now you're fine. I'm just
2: joshing. You.
0: I, <laughs> no, but I literally one day for some reason felt like I was going to die that week. I like I, I had a feeling like I'm just going to die this week. And I was like depressed, like crying depressed. I was like, I'm going to die. It was so weird. I'm like, it took me talking to somebody I know, to one of my friends. It was just like, I told him about it. I was like the fuck is wrong with you you're not gonna die and i was like no i'm like depressed i'm like no i just I just really feel like i'm gonna die and they was like no you're not gonna die and then you know we we kind of talked about it and then afterwards it took like 10 minutes of us talking about it and i was perfectly fine afterwards but it was weird and uh-huh. now i know for sure i wasn't gonna die you know what i mean yeah you're can, here right, i'm here so i didn't die so i was <laughs> completely Thank wrong God. but it's like i don't know it's the thing of like maybe it's it's kind of similar to what you're describing with the bipolar thing where like i do let like my thoughts run me in a way where like i just completely believe like i got that notion for whatever reason that i was gonna die that week and i would just completely believe that it. it was like not even a doubt in my head that that was gonna that it wasn't gonna happen it's weird i don't i don't know what that would be considered but um uh therapist uh uh Matos Perez what do you think um uh, that that uh, uh, that's the that the is what would you therapist. What, yeah what would you uh, the the the, <laughs> the I don't know what the fuck would you say that is
2: <laughs> sometimes i think our brain throws a wrench out just to see how the fuck we will react interesting but um i mean a couple things could be going on there it could i also think hispanics are really spiritually in touch Hmm. So sometimes it could be that too. Okay, but um, because of all the mixture of like races we are and and cultures and everything right. that we have, like we are such a in tune. We're cool. Yeah. <laughs> <So> <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know what? So, you know
0: what? That deserves another applause. Yeah, so we are cool. Yeah, Hispanics are cool. are cool. Yeah, but... um, um <laughs> I, don't know I don't know what the fuck that... I so, just know... It this, could be
2: anxiety. It, you
0: know? it, it might be. And that's, might that can, that's the closest thing that I've come to a conclusion of when I realized but it, it has to be like some sort of anxiety or something. But even just looking it up online or just yeah. what the usual symptoms, symptoms of anxiety is. But it's just like... I don't know. It recently, it's, this only has been happening like the past month or so where I've like, I really realized that there's something wrong with me, like chemically or, you know, you don't believe in chemically, but I'm just saying like, I don't know. Just something. It's not like there was certain things I do get hung up on. I certain things I overthink a lot and that's bad. Like I'm a bad overthinker and that's another, and that's a problem. If you're overthinker and you truly believe everything that you think about, that's bad. Because, like, if I'm on Overthinker, like, somebody sends a text or, like, somebody does something and I'm like, oh, she's doing this because it's this and she's doing this because it's this. It was like, oh, this <laughs> yeah, is strategically it.
2: Strategically is... thinking.
0: Yeah, exactly. And then I was like, oh, so if that's that, then that's it. It was like, oh, 100%. That's exactly what's happening. And then I just fully believe it. Just this fucking thing I just made up. Sometimes I'm right, but most of the times I'm wrong. And that's a problem. Like, I really let my mind run with shit and then trust it. Like, it's almost like an instinct thing. But... Most of the time is wrong. So then it's hard for me to kind of keep it in check. It's like, I don't know. It's weird. But it's it's definitely something that I've realized about myself recently. It's like, uh, I don't know what exactly it is. I mean, I even wanted to go to a therapist recently, but that shit was like $250 without a health insurance. It's free at Temple. Is it, yeah. yo? I was actually gonna fucking look that up. That's I strange. was actually, I, I was thinking about that because I, I got a, 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 an email from Dr. Maggie, whoever the fuck that is. I don't know who that <laughs> is. But somebody, I get that, her somebody <laughs> <laughs> okay, you get them too. Yeah. yeah, Dr. Maggie, and that made me think. Oh wait, yeah, we do have like, m- you know, medical yeah, we th- do. services um, or whatever. But yeah. that's interesting. So I'm, I might just do take advantage of that. But
2: you, t- I, I therapy is like taking a class in emotional behavior. Like, that's all it really is. It's like sitting there with someone and being like, hey, like, what do you think is happening? And they studied this for a long time. And it's kind of like taking a one on one class with them. It's not like, yeah, it's uh, you're obviously sharing experiences with people, but it's not like uh, could be super emotional. It could be just informative about yourself.
0: Yeah, that's the way I've seen therapy. The way I see it, it's kind of like because a lot of people say, Oh, you could just talk to your friend about it and that will be therapy. But I think the thing about therapy no. is that they have a lot more knowledge if they're a good therapist yeah. that could lead you to a better understanding of yourself. If you're talking to a friend, they might not know, they might give you advice, but they're just like, they don't yeah. have any real insight as to what the fuck is happening.
2: They're also biased. And as right? we grow as individuals, they're still like, thinking about how you've been as a person so they're informing you of uh, a lot of different uh, like in almost like they're uh projecting on you right yes about yes. themselves and um and how they've seen you before and how they met you and how you are but as you go through college and you experience like so much uh different feelings and different experiences um it's hard to go to a friend because they're gonna let you know what to do as if you met them the first time right after that you know they're like
0: yeah it's it's yeah it's it's a gamble when you're talking and and there's only like a few very few people that i could have like the way i I have a lot of friends friends you know friends in the normal sense but it's like there's only a f- very few people that I could actually talk about certain things because it's just not the relationship we have. Like, you know, if I'm friends with somebody, like with my friend, let's say CD, we will talk about, you know, a lot of stuff. But, you know, I'm not – he's not the person that I would go to to be like, yo, I had a fucking mental breakdown, this <laughs> shit. Yo, I was like wilding that. It's like, you know, it's just certain friends you're not – that's not the relationship. You know what I mean?
2: See, I actually – I don't have a lot of friends like I Mm. grew up very shy and introvert and I've been more extrovert within the last years of college but um, even like at temple I I know a couple people but I uh, I trust like mm, one or two you know the most and and even that like when I have to talk about like emotional things I try to go to a therapist because sometimes I don't know the burden that's putting on them when you have to put out time to receive what someone's saying, take in that emotionally and then give it back to them. Because I'm also like, an an, I call myself an empath. This is back to the hippie stuff. Mm. So when you're around um, people and you're taking in their energy because there's a transfer of energy anytime that we're interacting. Um, it could it could be burdensome,
0: right? Not yeah, to say you
2: shouldn't talk to your
0: friends. No, no, I know it. what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it does. Yeah, I I could definitely see that. Although I don't think that's necessarily my issue. Um, and that goes with another one of my biggest like character defects I have is I'm extremely narcissistic and selfish so i think that this would, is a
2: hispanic thing
0: it, it must be it has to be because it's like you saying that thing of like you know burning somebody with your opinions that's not that doesn't even pop up in my head like well i might be burning this person by putting so much on them i was like no nope. i was like if i <laughs> that's the last thing i'm thinking of so it's weird i have that's that's a weird thing but why do you say that's a hispanic thing
2: um i just see it in the culture that we you have. see that a lot like trying to think of like a good stereotype <laughs> of of like hispanics. Of hispanics
0: um the men are short <laughs> i meant <laughs> more one. like emotional Oh, oh emotional, emotional of selfish of course of course. Selfish uh, things
2: that we do uh, like,
0: emotional i would say um uh, i would say i would say from the parents perspective kind of like
2: oh they want to put their dreams on you yes. mm-hmm. um and yep. they, they kind of yeah
0: that's like a dissatisfaction that they project onto their kids when they say they don't get to achieve their dreams. They really want their kids to achieve those same exact dreams and they will get mad if you don't, but it's kind of like, yeah. yeah.
2: That happened to me that like, uh, and that's why I, I stopped doing music like during high school and middle school is because they expected me to make a lot of money. And, singing isn't known to make a lot of money so i uh they told me to think about something that i could do in college and and that's what i came up with was business
0: so right, i that's the that's i think that's the default answer for a lot of people it's like yeah. you want to make money business. business that's the major yeah do Follow something business. and that's actually a relatively easy major too compared to like law or like science or being bio major you know what i mean So when you want, like, a a career that looks like it's, you know, that would give you money, business business. is not a good, it's not a bad way to go.
2: So I didn't ask you if you wanted to talk about this before, but talk about your... major like and well, your problem with yeah that, you know what's funny we they, talked about that my before. parents all
0: listen to this but they don't know english so that i and my, my whole dominican <laughs> family listens to this a little bit so they're and, just watching <laughs> yeah they are and then, then my grandpa my grandpa was just here my grandpa my grandma they just came from the dominican republic they were sitting here for like three weeks during Christmas and my grandpa would not stop telling me to do a Spanish episode. You have to make them Spanish. Cause <laughs> I don't understand what you're saying. You have to make it Spanish. And, my grandma, would you know, and that. I am, <laughs> I'm contemplating making an all Spanish episode. I don't know where, or how, or why, uh, but that would be interesting. But, it would be. Um, but the major thing, I mean, it's kind of like, yeah, it's exactly what you're saying. Where like, they, they, they want you to do certain things, but the way I see it, the way I see that though, it's like, I don't, I do understand. I mean, it is bad when you try to put your your dreams onto your kids and expect them to do it. But I've noticed, at least with my parents, um, that is a matter of calling their bluff. That's the way I see it. Like the way, and I think that's the case with a lot of Hispanic parents. I think because I think they. It's not. I don't see it. Although it's unless it's some like homophobic stuff, obviously, because it's a very homophobic society. So I could see them like disowning a kid because it's gay bet you that happens a lot unfortunately but <laughs> but I'll, when I'll it comes story to about that okay then. yeah but when when it comes to like career stuff i think what truly matters to them is that you have a safe living right and they're extremely s- skeptical which i understand they're like you know something in the arts that's not a guaranteed path to success you shouldn't do it because they want they don't want any risk they just want the sure way that you're going to be successful um, and they, and they might have like something specific they want you to do. But I think the way I see it, it's kind of like, but going back to the calling, calling their bluff thing, I think as long as you are mildly successful or like you are making some sort of income, you're not just a bomb in Kensington or something, you know, as long as you're, you have a decent job doing this thing that said could never be done. I think at that point it's like okay as long as they see that i'm okay that's really what matters to them yeah. and i've noticed that with a lot of things that i've done in the past like let's say a job that i like i used to work at a a lawyer's uh, office like as an administrative assistant like my dad talked to one of the head lawyers there uh and i was working there from 14 to 18.
1: but Jeez. i was just ex- yeah i mean
0: wow. I, yeah very young um <laughs> I was yeah very young. I, no, yeah, they
2: that's, that that's a that's exactly how it goes. Like they push you very young, like in middle school. They're yeah. like figure out what you're gonna do. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Because yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Because I mean, I had just said I wanted to be a lawyer, a, a lawyer, and it was just kind of like they're, they they run with that. I mean, I could have said that shit when I was six, and they still would be like, no, that's what you said you wanted to do, right? Um, Go for it, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's what you got to do. Um, but uh, yeah, so I was in that the the lawyer office. Uh, the law office for four years and I eventually got bored and um, what I did was I ended up quitting before I had found a new job Um, even though my parents clearly told me the only way you can leave is if you have a job so so I put in like a three weeks notice and during those three weeks I was scrambling like a crazy person trying to find a job just just in time by the time I was done because, like, if I were... Because that would have been a real issue if I would have quit that job and then had nothing lined up afterwards, that would have been hell. But somehow, like, last minute, I find this job at my theater, and I'm able, like, the last day, like, I tell my parents, like, oh, I quit, and I got a job starting next week or whatever. And they were just kind of like, okay. Because that's the thing, like, <laughs> yeah. you... That's why I say when you call their bluff, because they did, like... Hispanic parents can be kind of intimidating because they're like, very like, this is what you got to do. If you don't do it, you know, I'm gonna be sad or whatever, you know, whatever they might say, but you just got to do it. You can't be scared of that kind of thing, especially if it's something that you want to do. And, you know, you know, depending on what it is, there's always a possibility that the parents are so crazy that they disown you for whatever. But I think for the most part, it's a thing of calling their bluff. And as long as you're not a bum as long as you're doing relatively okay, I think they wouldn't mind. Um, but what's the story about the the, the 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 homophobic thing with Hispanic parents?
2: So my little brother, who is 18 now, is gay, hmm. and um, he came out. I knew he was gay literally when he came out the womb. <laughs> like That's funny. he always was um, playing with. Girls' toys, and he wanted to hang out with me and, and dress up. And um, my dad was so against it.
0: Mm. <laughs> right. Well, of course. Yeah. 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 And, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Um, it, it I think he was like 12 when he came out, and I was like, ah, oh, thanks for telling the truth. <laughs> like, right, all yeah, right,
0: because exactly. yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I already knew. When he came this. out, when he was 12, what the fuck? That's young as shit. I think that's, that's a brave around the person.
2: Time people come out.
0: No, 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 Maybe like 12. I feel like by later, 16, They
2: already know and they well, just start hiding. I'm
0: sure by 12 they know, but actually coming out, that's a different story. I yeah. think that's way harder to do, especially with Hispanic parents. I oh, feel yeah. like, you know, I think that's 12 is actually pretty impressive. Usually they, they might wait till 18 or they might just not even say anything. They might just be how they are, and not even tell the parents anything. Just kind of pretend like, oh, whatever. It is what it is.
2: There was such a rift between who he wanted to be, like, himself, and who he had to be that it was hard for him to not come out because when you have to hide a part of yourself um, and act like somebody else, it's, like,
0: it's very hard
2: to uh, come to your bed at the end of the night and be like yeah i'm i feel good (laughs) right exactly you're you're lying Mm -hmm. so i think that's why he came out so early um Mm -hmm. and it was hard for him to deal with my uh mother and father until he was like 16 and they started accepting him right and i think it's hard for people that are of the lgbtq to not have um some mental health issues right around that stuff because when your family doesn't accept you and you feel like these are the people i'm supposed to trust that's deeply don't. traumatic if yeah for sure it, oh my god yeah so he he's a really uh emotionally wise individual
0: that's great that's Strong good man. i mean i could tell just from coming out of 12 that's yeah that's very fucking impressive yeah, that's, that's interesting. Uh, f- fuck, uh, there was something else I wanted to ask you before the bipolar thing that I forgot. Oh, the difference, this is going to be a complete left turn, but the difference between living in Pittsburgh and living in Philadelphia to you, now that you have experienced both plenty.
2: They are, so for people that aren't from Pennsylvania, they are on two sides of Pennsylvania. <laughs> yeah. One's closer to Ohio. Pittsburgh's close to Ohio and um, upstate New York. And uh, Philly's close to New York City right. and uh, New, Jersey, New Jersey, whatever. Yeah. Completely different places. They, uh, Pittsburgh's really white there's hmm. not a lot of hispanics really? there so when i moved from puerto rico when i was in elementary school that's crazy and i had a thick accent and i didn't really know how to speak english yeah, yeah, yeah. they were like oh this is the first kid that's <laughs> not like us
0: yeah yeah, yeah 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 oh man yeah yeah that's yeah. that's crazy because i some i you said sixth grade
2: no i was uh like elementary school like kindergarten
0: oh okay so pretty early oh okay mm-hmm. okay oh six years old Okay, six years old. Yeah, because uh, I moved from the Dominican Republic when I was in sixth grade. So I was like, what, two, four, 13, 14, around there?
2: Was it 12,
0: easy? 13, 14, 11. Transition? Uh, no. Well, the, I was just about to say. But the way I, my transition wasn't that bad, I don't think, uh, because the school I went to was called Julia de Burgos, and it was a bilingual school, and it was Perfect. all Puerto Ricans. You know what I mean? So it wasn't that bad. Although they all spoke English, so the only problem was I needed to learn English real quick. Like that first year, it had to be. I I needed to know English somehow, and I did. But besides that, yeah, and that—that's fucking crazy. That's crazy to me. Just like moving from Puerto Rico to like places only white people, because I have this weird fascination with white people because I do not (laughs) understand them. Yeah. I do not understand white yeah. people I've never been around white people in my life <laughs> I, I don't have any white friends really so it's like they confuse the fuck out of me I really don't very understand them at all It it is definitely a very a different culture and like I just watch whenever we're in a classroom I just watch the way they act and it's just like like I just want to talk to him. Like, what the, f- what the fuck is going on in your head? Not in a bad way. Just like,
2: and why are you being the way that you yeah, are? Yeah, because it's like not even negatively, I, but like
0: no, no, not not why. negatively at all. I don't and I don't hate white people. It might sometimes no, come I off that. Like way. <laughs> I, white people, it might sometimes man. come off that way but i don't i love white people man i just don't get them
2: for the I, white audience out yeah, here yeah,
0: for, which is the majority of you know the people in this country so i gotta be very careful here uh but i love you guys uh, especially the jewish white people you guys are my favorite but no the, the thing about white people is just i i'm a very like as you may have as you can tell from like this whole conversation i'm a very analytical person so mm-hmm. i always have to think about the reason behind certain shit, and like I, I, you know, I overthink a lot. So like I always been trying to figure out people, and white people, I just cannot figure out for the life of me. There's no white person that I know that I can understand. Like I don't, I'm forever,
2: brother. It's, it's yeah. hard. Um yeah. I didn't understand them until uh, so I moved on here to here to Pittsburgh when I was in kindergarten, and then it took me till ninth grade so that's like nine years uh, 10 years almost to figure out white people
0: (laughs) (laughs) like finally somebody fucking agrees every fucking person i know is like oh yeah i know white people like no fucking my best friend he's from he's he he (laughs) my best friend's like dating this white girl like what the The last guest I had on, her name is Jayla. She's been around white people her whole life. Like, when I talk to, I've never had somebody relate with me when it comes to that. Like, I always Uh, tell people, like, yo, white people are confusing to me. And they're just like, what? I think it has to do with us being outside of the the United States. I I think it has to be that somehow.
2: Also, being Hispanic, being like such a mixture of races, we don't fit in with white people. We don't fit no. in with Asian people. Right. We don't fit in with black people. Yep. We just are our own, th- as every race is. But, right, right. Um, yeah. It, it's such a, because we're all of those races and Indian and, um, you know, all, yeah. all of them combined, we're like this melting pot that kind of fits in between and doesn't have a place. So when I moved here, and I was dealing with white only white people. No, I was the only Hispanic in my school district Fucking until um, seventh grade. <laughs> I uh, I didn't fit in. I didn't have a lot of friends. I uh, <sighs> that's crazy. Was really I'm trying out to of put place. myself
0: in your shoes, and I don't know what the fuck I would do. I will get in. I think I would have just gotten in fights every day i would that's weird i don't know
2: i'm more emotional i would cry a lot right (laughs) like i would be like
0: what's going on why do these
2: people act like this and my and i and i'd literally (laughs) tell my parents i'd be like let's go back to puerto rico like that's what we need to do
0: yeah yeah and they're like
2: they're like as most people know you don't make a lot of money in puerto rico because there's you know that's how islands are yeah you, yeah, you can't and that's why everyone moves to america yep to tr- yeah mm-hmm. to make the, the american money. dream yeah, yeah um but th- so that wasn't an option to go back we'd no. go back for the summer and the winter breaks but that wasn't long enough yeah. for me i'd still feel so out of place and and i started literally when i was in ninth grade just like because I started going to therapy in seventh grade, I was able to start being introspective and in realizing my thoughts and then trying to put that therapy out there to yeah, yeah, yeah. them. Like, and, and kind of like, uh, what's the word? Like, uh, make them come. I don't know what the word is,
0: but what you like, trying, like, what do you mean? Like,
2: like, them question themselves so then I can question what's happening and right. then I can okay, kind of okay, figure the mean. situation out mean. like yeah, 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 yeah. reverse psychology though yeah 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 okay I that's what a mean. word yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah so that's when I started being able to pick up what's going on around and I started kind of fitting in more um and then uh, yeah like it it took me a long time and even um I felt so much better when I moved to Philly, and there was it was yeah. a big melting pot, and yeah, no one cared what diverse. you are. Yeah, Mm-hmm. That's, um, that
0: is true. Yeah, that's interesting. All right. Well, you said you it took you like nine, ten years to figure out white people. What did you figure out about them? Because <laughs> now I need this. I need to know this. You,
2: you still need, need. You still I, need the advice.
0: I need to know what the fuck it is about them. There's just some. I don't know. Whenever I try to think about it, I think there's just something. I think it's the lack of care or the the lack of care in terms of, like, how they live life. Like, the certain type of white person. The hmm. way I see it is kind of like they grow up. I don't know what the fuck it is, man. I'm trying to figure out, like, right. right here on the spot yeah, and I can't.
2: try and break it down.
0: No, no, I mean, I can't. I can't. I'm going to melt my brain. But what did you figure out about white people? I'm serious. They
2: <laughs> are really um, about their race like they build Mm. each other up like that is not something that is natural it's taught and
1: whoa you know so
0: whoa shit like you could see
2: other cultures be mean to each other
0: yeah 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 but
2: you know white people are really like to stay in their community i mean Mm. I'm speaking from my experience. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, no, no. This yeah, could of be unpolitically correct. But. No, this is
0: great. <laughs> this is this is fucking but, opening my eyes right now. Yeah, go ahead. So white power. Yeah, yeah.
2: Um, <laughs> <not laughs> no, like I'm, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. But I'm um, joking. they, yeah, I mean, they they know how to. Um, they have really like uh, the way Hispanics are. Like we're talkative to right. everybody. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. open. Mm-hmm. but that's not the same thing here right. with the white people there okay. they like to stick with people that they know and, and that they can trust and they're not going to talk to everybody they're gonna talk yeah. to people within their community
0: and yeah interesting uh the, yeah well i think the reason i don't have a white friend yet is because every white person that i meet i have to highlight the fact that they're white Like, I always point... (laughs) They might hate that. Oh, I point that shit (laughs) out quick. Any fucking... I make that shit real awkward for them, I think. I think that's what happens. Because I just be like, Yo, yo, you're so fucking white, dog. Like, it's some shit. It's like, I always... It always comes down to them being white to me. Because I just have this fascination. I just have to bring it up. And and, and it's because... I don't know what is going to have to happen. Like, I'm going to have to do the same shit that happened that I did when I came to to this country where like everybody spoke English and I spoke Spanish I had to learn English I think it's gonna come a point where I'm just gonna have to live with only white people like only the only thing around me just fucking white people and that might be the only way I can understand
2: it be difficult (laughs) (laughs) seriously because when you don't have people like you around right like when you try and relate you have to relate differently like you have to find a different part of your brain to be like
0: right yeah yeah yeah.
2: and also this goes back to being bipolar because Mm, the environment around me confused me i had to be like two different people like in my house and outside Whoa, and that's like true. that's why I'm not sure if bipolar or, or any other mental health illness is completely chemical because it, maybe if I had grown up differently, I wouldn't I would know how to deal with my emotions better and be able to control myself better. Right. But b- because of the environment I had, either when I wasn't close with my family, I couldn't talk to them and figure out how to uh not be upset about something for so long and the way you do that is like talking it out and uh maybe creatively going about it but I don't know you know I think yeah mental health illness is like almost to me like 80% your environment
0: mm, interesting that's interesting I mean that's, that's such a fucking big debate you know what I mean they're like Nature versus nurture. What is passed down? Although I do think yeah. some of it is passed down, though. Honestly, oh, because absolutely. Because like mom like, and when I started thinking crit, like if thinking about like the way that I am, like let's say if I am anxious or whatever, this or that, like, and then I start looking at my family. I mean, my mom's for sure crazy. I, like I know that <laughs> firsthand. Yeah. And then I, I see it in like my my mom's sister, my aunt. She's also had like some. Some like depression or bipolar mm-hmm. things happen. So it's like you start looking at that kind of stuff it's like, oh shit, there might be something there. I mean, I mean I totally
2: agree because my grandfather is bipolar, my uncle is bipolar oh, okay. on and these are two opposite sides.
0: So right. So the two it's sides definitely, of the family.
2: But because if you have a good environment, um almost like uh for cancer.
0: Hmm.
2: Something could set off cancer. But you could have the gene, like the whatever, the combination of the gene. But you could never get cancer because it just didn't show itself. I almost think that's the same way with mental health illness. Like I could, I could have not been bipolar. Yeah. If if I would have had the right environment around me.
0: Right. And that's. Oh yeah, that's that's an interesting idea. Yeah. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah.
2: So when you talk about like different situations that you feel that you're like it's more like what's the knowledge that you need to be able to handle these situations better because there was things that my parents couldn't teach me because they were slightly fucked up right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know <laughs> right, right right
0: not right. to i love yeah, them yeah, yeah. they're no, great no know. no know. you're not bashing no no it's not bashing we're just you know that's that's what it is yeah wow what an interesting you see what i mean when i say like with conversations like i This is what I like doing. This is why I like doing the podcast because I never know where the conversation is going to go. And usually about halfway through, it becomes clear. You know, that's what I like. Like, you know, remember, I started with the bullshit questions. Yo, how do you even make a song? How do you make a song? Isn't that great? Like, we have a melody. And now, look, we're talking about, you know. Fucking Stop. nature versus na- nurture, and you know, what, how we become bipolar. Yeah, but yeah, that was how long have we been 57 minutes. That's pretty, yeah, we've been recording for a while now. So, there we go. I'm gonna start wrapping it up. Nicole Matos Perez, thank <laughs> you, thank you, Nico. Yes, who oh, oh, fuck, no, 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 before we end the episode. The, the, give some some of your plugs i mean you yes. know who is nico with two eyes on instagram i know that <laughs> remember yes. the two eyes nico with two eyes you're going who to remember is
2: nico that. on instagram
0: yeah. who is nico that's a question that's going to be answered pretty soon so stay tuned i should be like your fucking publicist or
2: something that was good
0: yeah 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 um all right the, the way we end every episode is with a segment i like to call the Ox, where we play songs we've been listening to recently for this episode Nico, what song do you want to play?
2: So this is an Anderson Pack song Called Make It Better
0: Featuring Smokey Robinson Yes, This is a great song I love the lyrics of this song This is a song even my sister likes Which is weird So easy to like this guy like It's probably that Disney shit That's why she likes
2: it He also has this old r and
0: For sure he, yeah, I mean, He's really Classic. playing the instrument. Drummer. Yeah, he definitely has that vibe. It's a great song, man. And everything you're saying is facts. It's,
1: so easy, just, like, it's so easy to just, like, it. It's so easy to walk
0: away. make <laughs> <laughs> you know, why don't people look for what would make them stay? I don't
2: get it. <laughs> I kind of want you to sing with
0: it. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. For me? No, yeah, you.
2: let
1: forget <laughs> Karaoke. Let each look
0: up the lyrics. You would make love At the trap of a hat (laughs) Remember that Yeah Wait, make it better
1: I remember you and me Closest any two can be Now we're strangers in the night Okay Awkward and tight Oh baby Do you wanna make it better? Some new memories, memories To you, <laughs> you i no, We should get a karaoke
0: bar It's so fun I've never done karaoke That's one, of, those things. That's one of the reasons Why I don't understand Another what, another way I don't get white people white people like doing shit That they're not good at like karaoke, It's a good thing to do though I guess Get out of your comfort zone Yeah 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 Karaoke singing They can't do either But they love doing it you know what I mean? Show it's weird.
2: Ripping I on white people. <laughs> they can't sing. They don't know how to talk to us. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> yeah I fuck with white people too much. I need to get more white people I,
2: just I don't know. Get a classy, classy white person. I want
0: to get a fancy ass white person. Like that knows all colored. about us. The preppy white person. Yeah. <laughs>
2: What a beautiful
0: instrumentation right here You can just hear this shit sounding exactly like that live That's what's so great
1: about it uh,
2: Good musicians sing better live It's something I'm still working on Cause you have to kill your nerves You can't be
0: nervous right. Yeah, I think for me I've been, that's been dying down a little bit like the nerves you wanna Yeah stay to Like I'm, I'm able to like get past nerves a little bit more do I don't feel as right. nervous please for certain things So that's good.
2: I think the more you do it the, the more you're uncomfortable the more un, 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 uncomfortable uncomfortable is.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's true
1: If you do Dennis please Make some new
0: That's a great song, man. That was Anderson Pack, Make It Better, Smokey Robinson, off of the Ventura album.
2: His new album.
0: Yeah, man, that, I
2: can't wait to have an album out. That's cool. Oh, well, that's
0: coming soon. Don't worry. Don't yeah, you worry about that. That's coming, coming soon. That works. All right. The song that I'm going to, and i also play a song because that, mm. you, you know. Like I said, that. I'm very narcissistic, so I have to end the episode with my song. Hey,
2: it's your show. You know what I mean? We're living in it.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this song is called Guilty Conscience by 070 Shake. Do you know who 070 Shake is? Okay. That, uh, I'm, this is why I like this segment, too, because I like I introduce people to new music. She's great. She's worked with Kanye West a lot, too. So Okay, I'm going to so,
2: sit back and hear this one out.
0: Has a very strong eighties like my nostalgia. Oh, I like this already.
1: I hear what it said. I can't trust a thing. If I picked up in her, how fast did you fuck it? Rest in I'm your I don't want to think nothing better. This time oh, I
0: I like this song a lot.
1: No the more? There goes
0: guilty conscience. guilty
1: Thanks for the hours. Thanks for the days. If I see your eyes, I turn to stone. I look away, I got un-
0: with comments she worked on uh yay yeah. yeah, i hate i hate being bipolar it's awesome she was in that album.
1: all
0: right as we fade out that, that sounds beautiful to end it all right as we end this audio journey thank you guys so much for listening to this episode Thank you, Nika, for joining me. Thank you. Uh, and I'll see you guys in the next episode.
1: Wow. Peace.
0: What
2: a cool closeout. Yeah. <laughs>